This is the Restless Mama Podcast. Authentic conversations about the mess and magic of motherhood. I'm your host, Celine Marley. Do you find motherhood hard sometimes? Do you struggle with finding balance in parenthood, your career, relationships and lifestyle? Are you a new mum who still just tries to figure it all out? This is the podcast for you. Every week, we provide you with inspiring stories and helpful resources for mamas just like you. So you know you're not alone. And hopefully, this also empowers you to find your unique balance. Because a mama's mental health is the most important of all. Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to the Restless Mama podcast. It is November already. Can you believe it? It's basically like Christmas and we all have to get ready. And Melbourne is um, allowed to break free next weekend, I think, which is pretty exciting. But what's also very exciting is that this week is um, Panda Week, which is perfect for my beautiful guest that I had on the show, who is Laura Eddington, who is a proud Gippslandian, I can't even pronounce this, Gippslandian, wife and busy mum of two little ones. And while on maternity leave um, from science teaching, she was increasingly frustrated at food wastage and plastic pollution occurring in her own home. So being raised on the land and having a passion for sustainability, she put her science skill to use and developed an all-natural formula that produced premium, reusable food wraps that keep food fresher for longer. Little Bumble wraps are beautiful and sustainable alternative to plastic wraps that reduce food wastage and plastic pollution. We not only talked about the business, but also about her journey in how to get into business and also the challenges that you face as a mother, as well as postnatal depression, which is just perfect for Panda Week. As you all know, this is a little bit of a mission of mine to create awareness for postnatal depression, to raise awareness, to um, support women and really um, encourage them to speak up and talk about it because it's okay not to be okay. And this um, is exactly what we talked about um, amongst a few other things. So without further ado, let's just get right into it. Laura, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. I'm always excited with every mum that is on the podcast. I um, yeah, love to share everyone's stories and especially their businesses, um, which you have a really, really great business. Um, I already did a little introduction. Maybe you just um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm Laura Ennington and I'm the founder of Little Bumble Reusable Food Wraps. Uh, we started back in 2017 and it's a natural and sustainable alternative plastic food wrap that will keep food fresher for longer. So it's going to help to reduce grocery bills by lengthening the lifespan of food and obviously have a positive environmental impact by avoiding plastic um, food wrap being used in the kitchen. It's such a cool, it's such a cool company. Like uh, I own not like yours at home and I just love that um, and you started in the same mentorship that I'm going through at the moment the startup Gippsland went yeah. 
And uh, yeah, that's kind of, kind of how we connect. And I'm like, oh my God, it is Laura from Little Bumble. She's in the gift set. <laughs> and you have your headquarters still in Warrigal, is that correct? That's right. Yeah, yeah. we uh, got a commercial premises uh, about two years in. So in two, uh, 2019, we moved into a little cute little factory in Warrigal and we've been based there ever since. I think my husband got to a point where we had outgrown the home <laughs> and I was taking over every space that I could. So he quickly, you know, suggested, I think it's time that you got your own space. <laughs> yeah. And it's nice, isn't it, to kind of then, especially because I'm I mean, I love that you um, started it from home. I did another episode the other day from with the golden month, which I'm kind of like having a partnership with. And they did exactly the same. They started cooking for mamas at their home. And now they're literally growing Australia wide, which is so awesome. Um, and you have a big team now as well, don't you? How many employees do you have? Yes, yeah, so in the busy season, we have up to nine employees. Wow. Um, at the moment, because of COVID, we all worked from home for a period of time. Mm. And um, I think there was about two or three of us that remained working behind the scenes to get uh, the online um, website sales yeah. happening and working smoothly. And then recently in the last month or so, we've been able to return back to some of the farmer's market. Mm. So we um, have been participating in some of those, which is really, really good. Um, it's so good to be back out into the community. I know. Had a little worker bees back to going to market. So it's been fantastic to have some sort of sense or normality coming back. Yeah. Um, we really kind of found it hard to connect with our customers online when so much of it was reliant on face-to-face -face, um, talking and educating our community. So it yeah. was, a, was a challenging time, that's for sure. Oh, absolutely. And which kind of goes right into my next question. Um, you are a mama as well of how many kids do you have again? I have two children. So I have Sienna, who's about to turn six, and yeah. I've got Archer, who's a little boy and about to turn four. Oh, same age as my boys. I've got four and six as well. Uh -huh. oh. Gorgeous. Yeah. yeah, they keep me very busy and oh. they like to keep me on my toes. So it's quite a juggling act. <laughs> I agree. And I think like in terms of like especially COVID, um, that was one of the definitely one of the wake-up calls I feel like for a lot of people, um, which is basically a little bit of part of my mission to really create awareness on how hard and how big the mental load is for mothers. Um, and I think a lot of, I mean, I have a really supportive partner, but a lot of dads probably realized it's, it's not that easy to just stay home with your kids, you know, and some of us um, do choose to, you know, stay one year or two years home with our kids because we feel like that's the right thing to do. Um, but that doesn't mean it's like no work. <laughs> that's um, right. <laughs> in, in terms of that, like how, how do you feel um, when you think about, the Laura that you were before kids and the Laura that is that is sitting here now, how has motherhood changed you? Oh, it's changed me so much. I think that, 
you know, I wouldn't recognize <laughs> myself if I could look back, I'll look forward to where I am now. Um, certainly kids has changed me in more ways than I could have ever imagined. Mm. Um, and certainly, you know, it was a, a hard road for motherhood for, for me. But there was lots of big challenges that I had to overcome throughout the years. And I just realized, you know, how, how reliant I am on my support network and how blessed I am to have them are there for me to get me through all those, you know, ups and downs and bumps. But I guess, you know, in a sense, a lot of it was teaching me a lot about resiliency and a lot about patience. Mm. And I can't claim to be perfect on either of those fronts, but I think that every day and every challenge certainly has, um, you know, shed some light and, you know, um, led me to just believe in myself through that little bit more that, you know, I can get through this and I can, you know, I've got that help and support I need in order to conquer those little things that, you know, at the time, you know, you look back and you think, oh, they really are just small and not little, but they feel so big and daunting in front of you. Um, so you really got to rely on that support team that, mm -hmm. that around you to um, get you through. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what would you say is like kind of like if you look back, um, what was your biggest challenge? Like you just talked about a little, you know, like the, mm. you faced a lot of challenges. What was what was, do you want to share one with us? <laughs> yeah, sure. Well, certainly I think with each of my children, they threw a lot of curveballs at me very early on. Um, and that's a very hard stage to go through because you're quite sleep deprived early on with little babies. And Sienna in particular, she had very, very severe colic. Oh. Um, so a lot of the time it was just, you know, the first, you know, three months, it was just crying endlessly and, you know, trying lots of different things. And um, I think that as a first time mum then, it was so much pressure to get everything right and perfect and to be happy and to have, you know, this perfectly happy baby all the time and enjoy that, those really special moments. And that was really, really hard um, to actually enjoy that time uh, when she was so little. So I kind of found that really hard to accept that it's okay, that it's not it doesn't look that picture perfect. Um, and then when Archie came along, I was thinking, oh, no, I hope he doesn't have colic. <laughs> and then he turned out to be a breath holder. So at, at six weeks old, he started to have periods of time where he would hold his breath <gasps> and actually turn grey. And it was quite a significant period of time he would hold his breath for. Wow. And I never got to the... Yeah, it was very intense um, and it never got to the point where he would pass out, but it would mm. become very close. So they did a lot of tests with him to make sure that there was nothing uh, physical that was causing those kind of episodes. And thankfully that all came back um, negative. He was completely healthy. Mm. Uh, but what we found was that he, early days, he had a lip and tongue tie that actually got lasered because he wasn't feeding very well. Yeah. Yeah. And because yeah. we'd been doing the stretches during feed time, it was quite an anxious time for him. And he would often then hop, like, 
hold his breath during feet times because he was stressing that, oh, no, this is when I'm going to have my my sore lip or my sore tongue, like, stretched. And so, yeah, he was quite um, anxious as a very, very little baby and they'd never seen uh, breath holding in such a, a tiny infant before. So that was like, that was a very stressful time for me because there was literally nothing that we could really do but just wait out that tough tough time. And he, it only lasted until he was about 12 weeks. Mm. But again, that was a a significant portion of time when he was quite little and I felt like, you know, I couldn't enjoy it like I thought Mm. that, you know, I could. Um, So I guess that learning to accept that, you know, it's it's stressful, yes, but we we got through it, and he's perfectly fine. And Sienna and Archer are just the most beautiful, most bubbly, bright children, and they bring so much joy to my lives, despite the tough times that we had early on. So, yes, it's it's been challenging motherhood yeah. for me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that I've grown a lot as a person from this, and just learnt trust that you know things are out of your control and it's not important to focus um, on those but the the small things that you can make a difference to um, and actually being able to spend the time with the children I think when they need you there that's the most important thing too. Yeah yeah I um, very much resonate with that I felt I am was not a good stay-home mum for my own mental health, Um, but because I've got a bachelor in social work and I've known so much about early development psychology and I just knew, and I guess because my mum did it too, I just knew I had to at least stay that one year at home for my kids. And and I was, again, also fortunate enough that I was able to do that and my partner was doing, you know, all financial stuff which was really hard for me too because I was always the one, you know, who was, I was like, independent Celine, I could just do it all by myself. And then suddenly you really have to just say, okay, I am dependent because I am looking after this beautiful bundle of joy that um, gives me a lot of challenges too. But at the same time, I have to let go on, I can do it. I mean, I can, we can all do it all. I think a lot of women, you know, are evidence that they can do it. Single moms, so many women in the world, they have so many worse challenges than we do. But yeah, just having that then dependence on my partner as well financially, I think that was a big challenge for me. Um, but yeah, I think um, that's, um, yeah, it's just, it's just motherhood, isn't it? And you, I think once you learn to let go and, and to focus on what is in your control and um, what you need for support, like you said as well, then it kind of gets easier each year, each year. Yes. <laughs> That's and, right, absolutely. Yeah, and so you said in terms of like how I talk so much about mental health and motherhood um, and you already touched base on how important that was for you to have this support system. And um, what was the, you know, like the main resources or the main change that really helped you to maintain balance in motherhood? I guess that was really, yeah, I guess it was really just having that time and space for myself when I needed it. Uh, because I felt so, um, you know, in demand all the time. I had to be there and I had to be 
strong and resilient for, you know, my little babies when they were having challenging times. Mm. And um, I just needed that break because, you know, at times I wasn't coping and being, a, you know, new to mothering particularly, it's, you know, you don't expect it to be quite so challenging mm. sometimes and to not cope is okay. And it was important for me to go, okay, I need some time out for myself to gather myself together so then I can go back and be an even better mother. Because sometimes I thought, you know, there were times where I run myself into the ground thinking I have to be there, I have to be strong, I have to do everything myself for my kids. And then just not having the endurance mentally um, to be able to be the best mum I could when I wasn't having those breaks. Um, and certainly with Sienna, with the colic and the crying all the time, which was really, really stressful, there was a period of time where it wasn't just that I wasn't coping, um, that, you know, I found my, I was absolutely miserable at times. And I think that I'd seen so many of my friends who'd struggled with postnatal depression and even family members. I knew exactly what it was and what it looked like. And then I just found myself one day going, no, this isn't me not coping. I'm actually really depressed here. Mm. And I thought, I'm so hard on myself because I'm like, why am I not happy? You know, I've got this gorgeous little baby who I know is, you know, crying and not and not gorgeous. Oh, not, sorry, you know, particularly happy at the moment. <laughs> uh, but I was just really struggling um, to be able to have any kind of positive thoughts or um so yeah I found myself in quite a rush and going even to the doctor and just having those conversations and going I'm not feeling okay I'm not feeling like I'm myself and having that medical team there for me as well to get me through that tough time that was really important um so I ended up seeing specialists and talking to psychologists and having um you know a proper care plan in place um, as well as my family around me it just made such a difference because I found that by talking about it and shedding light on all this it lost its power and control over me because you know it was nothing to be ashamed of and I guess I felt like I had to I had to be resilient I have to be strong and I put myself up um, to impossible standards as a new mum and I felt like it was a bit of a failure. And those kind of thoughts were what was making it actually worse. Mm. So, yeah, having, having been, um, you know, having that battle with postnatal depression and actually confronting it for what it was mm. um, and, and not just trying to push through that but actually address it, mm. um, that was what was really important for me early days and then knowing how I you know reacted and what was helping and all of those um, lessons that I'd learned after having Sienna when I had Archer um, it was much more manageable because I knew what I needed mm. uh, when you know things were getting really tough and I just thought you know I'm not feeling like I'm in a good place now I think that you know I think I need to go and talk to somebody I think I need to have a break and you know constantly assessing what am I what am I telling myself that's not actually helping here you know am I being too hard on myself am I putting myself up on that pedestal again that's making me critique myself like I shouldn't be 
like we do still in motherhood, right? We always like when we have moments where something is just too much and then I shout at my children and I think like, oh my God, I'm like the worst mother in the world. And it's, yeah, and it's really, I so agree with you in that way that we have to be so aware of what we're telling ourselves. And I always let my clients compare. I always say like, if you think about the thoughts that you're telling yourself, would you use, like, would you say that to your best friend? And if Mm. you wouldn't, then don't tell it to yourself. Yes, that is so good. Yeah, and I think, um, and I love, love, love that you are so open about the whole postnatal depression thing because it's actually really cool because Panda Week's coming up and I went through postnatal depression too with both of my kids and I agree so much in terms of that. It's still, I think we often, with postnatal depression, I think the main difference compared to normal depression is that I think especially for now with the COVID situation that we all experience in 2020, everyone probably can lie to how depression feels where, and we more and more allow that in society, it's okay to be depressed, but then having postnatal depression is, you know, we experiencing depression because that's kind of caused by motherhood. And there is that guilt because Mm -hmm. We almost don't feel like that. Yes, we are, we are allowed to be depressed, but can I be depressed because I have this precious thing where so many women try and try to be pregnant and cannot get children or can't, cannot have them and it's not working. And you think like, oh my God, I don't want to voice that. And, and it's really important to actually say, no, we do have the, we do have the right to voice that and say, we're not coping. And it doesn't mean that we, that we don't enjoy motherhood. doesn't mean that we don't love being mums. It's just like often to just get through this. And like you say, working out a support system that really works for you and, and being aware of our thoughts and what we need. Um, and yeah, that's, that's so great. I'm so happy because, because it just really works really well with upcoming Panda Week and I'm such a big ambassador for that. Um, I only have one more question for you, um, and then we're gonna. Then I'll let you go. Um, if you think about new mums, um, completely fresh mums, um, if you could only give one advice, what would that be? Um, to be kind to yourself. <laughs> yeah. Be definitely kind to yourself, and that's often the most hardest thing as a new mum. Um, you know, you are so kind and caring of everyone else and you're looking after this gorgeous new little baby and you just sometimes forget the most simplest things that first you need to be kind to yourself and that's so important. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful advice. Absolutely. I love it. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for being on the show. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. It was an honor. Oh, absolutely. I'm really, really excited to share this um, with with the whole community. (laughs) It's going to be great. This completes this week's episode. For all show notes and more information, head to my website, selenemarlee.com or follow me on Instagram at RestlessMama. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, tell your friends and leave us a review so others can find it too. I hope to see you next time. Until then, have a beautiful week.